For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, it better. Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to the Northland Sports Page once again. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Hope everybody's Saturday is going well. We're about to make it better. Dave Cook, good morning, sir. You're still grooving to that one. How are it's you, It's a weekly sir? tradition yeah, for you. No, it's, uh, you know, that's a really good song to get you going. I was going to say, I actually like, first of all, you taught it to me, but I like how much it gets you going. I yep. just get to observe and kind of smile as I talk. The bass part, the bass part of that song is amazing. Like it's, I like that song. It's a good one in the music library that is you is quite a bit more significant than me. Exactly. So the amount of songs that, yes, and the amount of songs that you've taught me is quite astonishing, really. Yeah, no, um, music's a big part of pretty much everything I've done, you know, and that's uh, being able to keep it, keep up with the different sports and asking the different college kids to point me in a right. direction. And You are the only public address announcer that I know that travels with his own music, or at least you were the first, because Trevor yeah. Sundquist might do it too. I'm not yep. sure. Yep. No, and if he he's listening, know. he'll text me right away. Right. Well, and and he'll be right. Right. You know, it's Trevor. So, yeah. But did he learn from you? Probably. You are right. I learned it by watching you. <laughs> we all remember that. Probably. But, uh, you know, Trevor is a fantastic music guy. So I get as much stuff from Trevor as anybody. There you go. So it is Let the Good Times Roll. That's the way we kick off the show. We can't let any good times roll without our good sponsors. Let's pay homage to them immediately. Yeah, we should do that, Brian, because, you know, if you think about a role of architecture studio, you think about our show, or maybe it's the other way around. If you think right. about our show, you just think it's about a chicken or the egg. Exactly. And it, it's such a symbiotic relationship. Hoops Brewing, OAR Holding, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May, our agent at Messina & Associates, Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bikes, Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, Famous Dave's. By the way, Brian, I went to Sam's Club again, and from... And now you can't miss it, right? Right. Well, <laughs> and I was driving Maple Grove Road, right? Yeah. I was going to turn into Sam's Club there. Yeah, it's as big as day right there on the right-hand side. You just have to turn a you know a, a turn before Sam's Club right. and drive right up to so it. So Famous Dave certainly has a new famous home in Hermantown. Absolutely. The Blackwoods Group. You know, here's the thing. A couple of years ago, I was looking for a wedding spot for Avery, right? And we were digging and trying to find places. And it's really hard if you don't start really early. There are still opportunities through um, Blackwoods at, at Graceland uh, for some, you know, choice weekends still, choice times right. uh, for this All summer All you got to do is give Jax a call. Just give her a call. I mean, that's, that's I mean, it's such an easy thing. I think, I think when you think of events in Duluth, you think of Graceland. And I, th- so when we were doing this, Brian, sometimes you get to that point and you're like, well, Graceland won't have any openings, but guess what? They do. And give Jax a call. You're right about that. Absolutely. I've done it before. You talk about thinking about events and thinking about Blackwoods, thinking about Graceland. I've done it because my wedding was there. A 20th class reunion was there. We say give Jax a call. We might want to give you the number 722-7466. Excellent. And then Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, um, you know, newer sponsors of us. They've been fantastic. You know, they have a 0% interest rates up until my birthday right. on the Tucson and the Santa Fe. As far as we Fe. know, it's not in honor of that, but it might as well be. I, nobody's told right. me that. I have every time. <laughs> well, no. I'm just you, trying to keep you level-headed. You just keep suggesting that yes. might not be a thing. I you don't know that they that. know that it's your birthday, but you certainly do. Right, right. And and those two vehicles, those two SUVs, the midsize, 
with a little more luxury or the the small Tucson that's got a little bit more zip. You know, they have all kinds of opportunities and, you know, different motors and different things right. you can get. But the best thing about it, no interest rates until my birthday. Now, I want to do one more thing because radio is not a visual medium, but as I look at your sweatshirt, I should have used it as one because I gave the number for Jacks at Graceland, but I left off the area code. So if anybody needs it, and nowadays <laughs> on your cell phone, you can't that's complete true. a call without that's it. True. As I'm staring at your 218 trade sweatshirt, Obviously, area code 218 for Graceland as well. Yep, absolutely. Get the right numbers, make the right calls. Our sponsors are waiting for your business. Absolutely. So you got your motor running, talking about motors running. Some good hockey for St. Scholastica last night on the men's side. Their motor's running to a championship. How about that? They won the Mayak last yes. night, Brian. They uh, they had to tie, they had to go to overtime or win outright to win it. And they uh, went to overtime. They were down, uh, they were down 5-4 with less than a minute left. They wow. tied it. Uh, went to overtime. So the minute they went to overtime, they won the Mayak, and then they won the overtime with one a shootout. And so, yeah, we're coming home tomorrow night. We play the second of the two games against the second place Augsburg right. team. And um, so, does that lose its luster a little yes. bit because it's been decided? <laughs> Here's what is I this think. kind of a save your health for the playoffs now? I really wish Pitt was here because I'd love this question answered. And that is, so. What do you do tomorrow? You won. You've been right. busting it. Do you go all through the season. proverbial motions or not? Right. Are you running your third string goalie right. out? I mean, do you? But have... you don't want to break a rhythm because the playoffs is right. not a big layoff. That's why it would be really interesting to have talking to a coach and to find out where they are, where they fall on that. Because I will bet there are five or six different thoughts. So a little different tune with Saints Scholastica times two last night because the men come storming back. Meanwhile, the women saw a team storm back on them. Yeah, the uh, the women played really well right out of the gate. And then it's almost like the season got to them and they got a little tired in the legs. Augsburg played pretty well in the second and third period. It didn't turn out the way we wanted. We had some seniors who, you know, that might be their last game at home. And, uh, you know, Mariah Heydrich, she's right. a friend of mine, right? So I was going to really say, weird. I forget to look at her as an athlete and a hockey player. I just look at her as a friend. Right. And so, you know, it's really weird that, that she's graduating and a few of the others um, Abby Polkamp from Brainerd. Well, Baxter, don't say Brainerd. Um, At least not around those Baxter folks. <laughs> that's exactly right. correct. But we're, you know, the the cool thing about working in the college athletics and the tough part is you get to see them grow, but then all of a sudden they leave. Right. Right. So we've gotten to know Allie Buzzy pretty well. Sure. Right. Absolutely. And uh, you know, Buzzy's great, but she can be senior next year. And, uh, you know, you're just kind of like, wow, another another cycle of the sun, yeah. right? It's very different to think of it that way. But the good news, again, back to the men's side, because you get to think of a Mayak championship. I'm just curious how big that is for the school, because it wasn't that long ago where if you thought Saints, you thought NCHA back in the day, you thought UMAC for other sports. Mayak is still new. Mayak success is still kind of tough to come by, not for men's hockey. Right. And, you know... We, you and I talked about how when we first went to the Mayak, Saints first went to the Mayak, um, they, they led with their football team, and our football team was in a state of flux right. when we went into the Mayak, which right. is probably not the best state to go into a football conference Right, replacing in. a coach and doing all that and yep. getting into a tough and, nationally regarded conference. Right, and then then you face like the one of the best teams in the country, right. and they run you off the field, right? And then the sportscasters in Minneapolis are like, oh, this team, this well, school. Well, one. Yeah, but one that's one of your quite a, one of your late father's favorites. Let's just say that we won't name him we because won't. we don't need some sort of right. slander legal action. But there was right. one. What I'd love to have that person now 
look at the hockey scores and realize that, right. wow, that team that doesn't belong in our conference just won it wire to wire. Huh. Well, he probably won't because said sportscaster won't. is still obsessed with whatever St. Thomas is doing. <laughs> which now, is usually pretty good be, stuff yes, as well. Right. We can talk right. about that a different time. But yep. the reason I talk about what do you see or what do you think of when you think of the Saints with the MIAC is because a, the success is fun to discuss and yep. good things for the school hopefully become you know, more apparent and more frequent because yep. of it. But we're going to talk about what do you think of when you hear certain things about sports today? I think that's going to be fun because as, as we grow up as kids, right, and we start putting uh, the things we like about in sports, you know, the different teams, the different, like, the right. different actual your sports. Your likes and dislikes. Uh, things start to just pop into your head. They do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like that with everything. You know, if it I is. say house, you're probably going to think of the first house you had or the house you or love the most. you think of Justin May because he's a realtor, not oh, because I of his physique. Know. Although I you like, saw him on Friday oh and you gosh. said, man, he's I a for- fit individual. I forget how big Justin <laughs> is. That is a big mountain of a yeah, man. Tail not the heavy. Tape, tail the tape, I lose. And not, I lose bad. Not heavy. He is, he's built He's like built like a ton of bricks. Lineman, Let's man. just call he's it a that. big fella. But the reason that this topic kind of springs to life and the topic itself is going to be when you hear of the four major sports leagues, what moment or player or personality pops into your head, but it springs for me from the Super Bowl, not this game in particular that just ended last week, but during the Super Bowl, they play video clip upon video clip and you're able to go, oh, I remember that game. Oh, I've seen that play because it happens every single time they show any highlights. Yeah, no, there's, and you're right about the moments and, and the plays and, and so often those, you know, those plays, when you, when you talk about a sport, you kind of end up talking about 10 or 12 plays and they always seem to be the same ones because for, for a person in each generation, right? Because there's plays now that happen that I don't really know quite as well. And I think it's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, you still see Dwight Clark, the catch over and over and over again. I had never saw that live. I was never interested in seeing that live, but I know it pretty much by heart because in a world that lives off highlights, it's become commonplace. Yeah, and and if you didn't like Dallas at that point, then that was a pretty good day. And if you needed a reason not to like Dallas, I wasn't around to see this one either, but I've seen Drew Pearson enough times to make me vomit. Yep, but that's that's one of those moment plays. Um, But if, I mean, and I was a huge Charger fan. So one of the things that I remember when you say football is Kellen Winslow being carried off the field after his. Sure. He I thought you were going to say Eric Coriel because now he's part of the Hall of Fame class as well. No, Don Coriel's uh, group was I really just called him Aries like Michael Jordan for me. It's It was so difficult being a Charger fan because that team couldn't play defensive. Right. Life depended on well, it. Well, we're big fans of a team like that now. But uh, Kellen Winslow played every snap in a five. Was it, it was three overtime game and uh, made a bunch of plays, blocked a kick. I mean... He's in the Hall of Fame for a reason, and but that was his crowning moment. Right. So radio is not a visual medium, but we are talking visualization today. What do you think of when you hear about the four major sports leagues? And again, because this came to life during the Super Bowl, we're kind of starting by default with the NFL. But my question first is, yeah. there are plays and games that are memorable, but does it mean that it's something you visualize? Because if we want to localize this, and I'm sure we will, some people would say, well, what Vikings moment goes into your head immediately? And you could say the Minneapolis miracle because it was a big win, but I don't see that play in my mind over and over and over again. I know you don't because you didn't see it. I texted you about <laughs> you did it. Text me. Yes. OMG. Right. And you kind of thought, well, what does that even mean? I know what it stands for, but you is this good or is this bad? Exactly. Exactly. Brian finally tore the walls right. down in his house. Yeah. Brian just discovered that his house is <laughs> not invincible. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, but you're right. So 
you think back to it. One of the visualizations for the last 20 years of Vikings football for me is so when when uh, when we lost to Seattle outside at TCF and Blair, uh, and Blair, hey, Blair Walsh, Shank Apotamus. But do you remember how the camera was where you it was kind of looking up at the ball and yeah. you just kind of see and it, it just veered. Out? Yep that that one comes that the angle of that picture. And I love that you brought that up because a lot of times when we see you know what do you visualize or what do you remember. Tell me you're from Minnesota without telling me you're from Minnesota because I don't immediately go positive because I just said, you know, the Minneapolis right. miracle was certainly memorable without question, but I don't see that play enough unless I go to YouTube and look for it and play it. But for the Vikings, for me, it's the Monday night football. He did what when Antonio Freeman beat us. It's not yeah. a negative one. Yeah. But see, that's such a thing about the Vikings. They've had a lot of memorable moments, right? Because they've never really been bad. They've, yes. you know, a couple seasons. But that opens up the different Pandora's box. We've talked about this. Would you rather be the team that routinely goes three and fourteen now? Would have been three and thirteen back in the day, or always be around eight and eight, wondering where you're going to go? Yeah. Would you rather be Minnesota or Cleveland? Frankly, yes. is where we're and and that's here. what we used to say. Yeah. But in modern times, you can't do it anymore. Yeah. Right. No. The um, our quarterback isn't a legal problem. <laughs> yes. There's and there's by the way is yes. But I mean, for for a generation of Browns fans, it's the drive, right? You get to see, um, oh, it wasn't Mac Biner. I was right? going to say, I think of Biner fumbling. I don't fumbling. think of anything Elway did on the drive. I think of it should have been over before that. Yep. And if you if you don't know what the drive is, you should just look that up on your YouTube's as well. And I'm glad you brought that up too, because there's so many things that didn't involve a team that we care passionately about. Right. Because for me, that's easier. I've talked about you know my Vikings fandom puts me in a padded room, rocking back and forth, and I don't want to live through it. Although I do. But at the same time, football, when it's just football, is a lot more fun for me. And I think about, you know, this is more modern than the drive, certainly. But I still think of Malcolm Butler jumping that pass in the Super Bowl. And I'm going, Pete, run the ball. You had Marshawn (laughs) Lynch. Now, mind you, I'm a Patriots fan in this moment. Thank you. But Pete, run the ball. You know, Marshawn Lynch is another guy that as time goes on, I think he's not going to be remembered as not that he would be remembered poorly. I, I just, you know, there he been, should be remembered for that run against the Saints. He and that would have kept him into the yeah. into the lexicon forever. But but was, he's just here to get paid. We were talking to uh, a he's couple, here so he doesn't get fined. We we're talking to a guy, yeah, right? We were talking to a couple college kids the other day. They didn't know who Earl Campbell was. Like when I was a kid, Earl Campbell was the Beast guy. He was Marshawn, right? Right. And people don't really remember him as more of an odd duck running back. But I think you're getting to that point because. My generation is not that much different than yours, but Earl Campbell's a bit of a stretch. Now, Barry and Emmett, that's easy. Yeah, We're not far from getting to a point where Barry and Emmett, to the kids today, as much as I hate to be ultimate, get off my lawn, is going to be, wait, who? I think that we, I think our kids will see Barry similar to how we see Jim Brown. Yeah. You know, we can't, we, we know he was good. The game is different, and we can't quite wrap our arms around how good he is. And then as the game changes, like there's more games, there's more things, his numbers aren't going to be quite as good. Right. How good was Barry? Well, and it's interesting because I thought of this with basketball just the other day because you still hear about Jordan. Jordan hasn't played in how long? Yeah. And kids today still talk about Jordan. So I think about what it's like to be their age and maybe never have seen him play live. And I'm going, well, my generation didn't do that. We didn't say, I want to be Wilt. 
We yeah. we didn't do that. Right. No, we did not. So it's Plus it's, we weren't seven four. Well, and it's legacy, but it's media exposure. Think about Oscar uh, Oscar, Oscar Robertson. Robertson though, yes. Because Oscar Robinson did everything those guys Robertson, did. Robertson, yes. Yes. What did I say? I thought you said Robinson. Uh, and a me. national host did the same thing this week, so it's been bothering me. But it's, go ahead. It's me. Who knows? I know. Um the Dave uh, Coke. <laughs> He's drinking one as we do the show this morning. Um the his his numbers and his ability and and you know the the um, ability to do the things he did. I mean, nobody talked about him when we were kids, right? I mean, and he wasn't that. He was but again, probably just as far away from me being a player as Jordan. But is again, is that now. just about exposure? Because media wasn't media back in those days. Right? You didn't see or hear Wilt. You can find Jordan now, and he hasn't played like I said in how long? Yeah, and and I think you know YouTube kind of keeps some of that Correct. alive because you get to see that guy regular. And the people, amount of time I spend on YouTube when I have spare time now, my spare time isn't enough, but the amount of it that's filled by YouTube is kind of sad. Yeah. Or it's awesome, one of the two. Yeah, but you know, and people still keep Jordan alive by comparing LeBron to him. Right. Okay, so we've morphed obviously into basketball, but let's put yes. a wrap on football. So if you had right. one play Minnesota and one play not that goes in your head when somebody says NFL, they are what? Um, Randy Moss in the Dallas game, um, going up high and the, again, the, it's camera angles, right? Because, right. and he was skying for a football over a defensive back that was completely helpless. Just seeing the purple helmet, the purple Jersey, the hand up in the air with the ball and nobody could do anything about it. Okay. The, it, what about non-Minnesota? Boy, that's a better question. I know it's more fun. Well, the sad thing is it actually might be the catch, but that's not what I really? want it to be. I know. Actually, but, you know what it is? But it's been shoved down our throats or in our eyes if you prefer that. All right, go with me here. Okay. It's a picture in a Detroit um, New York Giants game in the Superdome, and the, the camera shot. When was Detroit playing the Giants in New Orleans? In the in well, what's the one in the, in silver, the silver dome? dome. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, down the there was a camera shot down the offensive line. Okay, and LT's at the end and is you know two point stance looking down the line menacing, and you knew what the next play happened is he just absolutely killed yeah. whoever the quarterback for the Lions was. Right, but just that visual of that guy in that spot in that game. That's kind of what the NFL is to me. Yeah, that that's that's a good one. Line. That's that's a good NFL films type moment. So for me, Minnesota, I already said the negative one with Freeman. For me, the positive is probably the original. I think they called it the Minnesota miracle instead of Minneapolis. It's Favre to Greg Lewis. Because oh, I, yeah. Because I was actually at that game. So because I was at that game, I didn't see the video till afterwards. And then I played it enough where I probably broke the playback function. The, the single snapshot of him catching the football with everybody's hands in the air up behind him, that's a pretty good pitch. Right. And then the non-Minnesota one, although I'm going to cheat a little bit because it kind of is, because it's savoring the fact that my least favorite team lost. It's the John Elway helicopter run against Green Bay. <laughs> that, you know, and you know exactly what I'm talking I about. 100% know that one. Yep. And that was the one that Elway finally got what he deserved. You know, For all those years, Elway could never win the big one. Right. Okay, so we talked about basketball, so let's just go there. When somebody says the NBA, the play that you think of is... It's easy. It's one of those. Is M- it? It's one of those MJ from the free throw line. Yeah, it's the one where he takes off and yep. switches hands, and For, I can hear Marv Elbert say, "Oh, what a move by Jordan," which is yep. a terrible impression, but you know what I mean. I do. It, and for me, that's that's when the NBA became the highlight stuff, right? Right. Or how much difference does the audio make? Because 100%. part of me, I believe, it's Johnny Most with the "There's a steal by Bird," and the Havlicek stole the ball. I mean, those are both Boston go figure for me. But both of those, even though I probably wasn't watching live, it's, oh, I remember that. The other thing is, I think that the old gyms gave themselves to 
camera pictures better. They weren't so bright, so the cameras right. got the action with everything dark behind them. And there's a picture of Magic um, going underneath the basket, and he's kind of looking at the camera, but he's throwing the ball behind him to whoever right. it was that's, that was that was. Well, and Magic, Magic is my negative play because, again, I grew up a Boston fan. I picture Magic with the skyhook over Kevin McHale when he was replacing Kareem to win the finals. <laughs> and I was probably five, but I still remember I may have cried at that doesn't, outcome. Doesn't that, again, throw another piece of kindling on the Magic belongs, yes. at least in the next level, because he played all five He's positions. not even next level for me. He's on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I'm not sure who's left, but, but he's on my NBA Mount MJ Rushmore. If it's and LeBron, he, kind of, he yeah. is the next, like, you could make the argument that he's three. You know what else pops into my head, and it's not necessarily a great play, but, man, you've seen it enough and you remember it. And as Timberwolves fans, I might have wanted to do it later. But how about when Kevin McHale absolutely gets clocking Kurt Rambis, takes it to a new level? Yes, that's true. I mean, who's seen that more than 100 times? Most of us who follow the NBA. So what about your Minnesota one? That's tough because it's got to be something with KG, but I don't know what it is. Part of me remembers him watching Chris Webber miss a wide-open three to get them into the conference finals. That's not really a play. That's going, I got beat, I hope he misses. I do remember him kind of skying over everybody and throwing one down. I remember him hitting everything he took in that same game seven against Sacramento. But I don't have a standout play, do you? Well, I don't have a play. I have him standing on the on a scorer's table. Right, but did Pat Bev ruin that for everybody last year? <laughs> Actually, Pat Bev standing on a scorer's table. Yeah. Too. But I'm going to take it way back. Okay. I remember watching Tony Campbell do simple things. And because he was never really airborne, right? Tony Campbell wasn't a jumper. He was like a, a precision guy. And uh, there's a picture of him at the Metrodome, again, a big stadium with a lot of black light or not a, a negative space, and the picture of him just going up for a casual layup in the original Timberwolves outfit right. was kind of that for me. It meant seeing, they were back. How about seeing 40,000, 50,000 fans in an NBA game because it was in the Dome? As much than- as it didn't match the NBA atmosphere, it was huge. Yeah, it was huge. And they cut the Metrodome in half and put right. it in, like, in the infield. It was something. You know what I wish they could do or we could do because it's our show, but we're up against it for time? I almost would have said, well, what about NCAA basketball? Because for me, it's the Leitner shot, but it's not even his shot to beat Kentucky. Yeah. It's Thomas Hill, not Grant Hill. His reaction of just standing there with his hands on his head crying because he can't believe they won. My uh, picture is still Sidney Lowe. Oh, in, yeah. Yep. And and that uh, magic. In just, the NC State moment. Yep. The NC State moment against and Jim Valvano, Jim Valvano looking for somebody to hug. Yep. Just give me somebody. Oh, that's actually a really good one. Yeah. That might be college basketball. So right what there. about Major League Baseball? Because that's wheelhouse for us. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, it's got to be something from one of the two World Series. For me, it's probably Kirby's catch. And I think humorously, it might be pulling Ron Gant off the base. Those are the two I've seen the most. It might be in 87 when Herbeck comes off the base with both hands in the air. Yeah. Uh, that, and that's that's one where the audio makes the difference again because yep. I can hear Herb Carneal saying, grounded a guy, Eddie, and for the first time ever, the Minnesota Twins are your world champions. But for me, the picture is Jack Morris on the hill yeah, in the 10th where you just knew he owned this moment. What about in 87, Ken Herbeck with the Grand Slam finally getting a hit off a lefty yeah, where and go. looking like the weight of the world came off his big, broad shoulders as he rounds first base. Yeah, no, that's a good one. He had his Superman arms out. Yeah, no, that, that's a pretty good one, too. Uh, I feel like we're talking about radio not being a visual medium and we're making it into one today. I think I wish it was now because I think Dave and I are kind of getting chills as we discuss yeah, some of these. No, this, this stuff's we're, pretty we've good. We've become teenagers how about, again. How about Chuck Knobloch when he uh, held... 
Lonnie Smith to a yeah. double yeah. purely because he knew baseball better. And the thing is, you don't see that play from his perspective. Right. You see that play enough, and then they try to slow it down for you to say, here's why Lonnie Smith stopped. And you go, oh, never would have seen that live. But if we go outside of Minnesota, how about Derek Jeter reading the bad throw against the A's, yep. coming all the way across yep. the diamond? Yeah. It's either that or it's Gibson rounding the bases. Yeah, well, I don't like that one because he hit it off. Well, on the other one. side is Eck going, yep. you got to be kidding me. Yep. yep. That's, yeah, that's how I see that, that pitch because I was an Eckersley guy. Or what about Luis Gonzalez off Mariano Rivera? Where it looks like next to nothing, and oh my God, Arizona just beat the Yankees. How about the picture of Ozzie Smith in his first year in St. Louis, absolutely horizontal, about 15 feet behind second base from short? What about, as a child of, say, the 80s, Ozzie Smith just taking the field with the gymnastics involved? How many times did you just see his entrance, so to speak? Or the one thing that you and I talk about that we, we really need to make sure the kids know is watching Ricky Henderson play baseball. Yes, yes. Where he hits a 470-foot home run with the first pitch of the game. The second one is a single. He steals second, steals third, scores again. Or how about the way he used to basically slap his glove behind his back when he caught a fly ball? I remember when he was with the Yankees, I kept hoping that he would drop it when he did it. Ricky Henderson and Michael Jordan, for me, are ultimate 180s because when they played, because of who they played for and who I liked, I couldn't stand them. And reflecting on their careers, suddenly I like them both. How about Reggie Jackson in the in the yeah. in the in the batter's box winding that bat up, or Daryl Strawberry with that when Daryl Strawberry held the bat over his head and he flicked it like a cattail, right? Like he was ready to pounce. How about Bill Buckner? As much as I hate to bring it up, you've seen it so many times. You see Ray Knight rounding the bases. You see you know various endings to World Series that were just strange. You see Oral Hershiser not being able to believe that they just pulled it off. Tommy Lasorda, forget the slim fast commercials. He's He's running like he's fit as can be out onto the field when they swept Oakland. How about this one? And you know I'm not a Red Sox guy, but one of the greatest pictures in the last five years is when the bullpen doors open and Chris Sale is standing there ready to right. walk out on the field, ready to finish this this mess that was going on. I thought you were going to say when they looked out to left field, I think it was Pedro, and they didn't realize that Manny Ramirez was in the bathroom out <laughs> in left field. And all of a sudden the green monster opened and Manny looks like, what? Oh, you're waiting for me? Sorry about that. I do definitely remember that one. The Chris Sale one is, to I mean, it, like you said, it's putting uh, goosebumps on. There's, that one was one of There are so moments. many good visual moments, but again, as radio guys, the audio makes a difference too. Yeah, baseball, baseball lends itself I know. to both. I know. Pitchers and catchers reported this week. Do you think we're excited? How about, how about Sadie getting back? I know. Sadie Keller, former Huskies and Express intern from the Northwoods League. She'll be reporting to spring training as a member of the Twins front office Wouldn't this year. Wouldn't that have been something to hear that with your name attached to it? Brian, you need to report to spring training on the 18th of February. I know. I would have said for what? I know, that, I know the Twins don't have many pitchers, but I don't think I'm the solution. So real quick with hockey, because we've kind of abandoned it. But for me personally, I think I followed it the least, so it's the toughest for me. I think that there's there's a couple of moments. One is Jim Craig wrapped in the American flag after the Olympics. Sure. Um, there's a picture of Bobby Orr airborne yep. scoring. That's, that's the one, and you know, Granlin did the closest thing to it for Minnesota. Minnesota's got the brunette goal and the Niederreiter goal. Yep, there's a, a slap shot, and I think it's Ally Afraidy, I think. I don't remember who, but the shots from behind. Was he with the Capitals then? Or? No, it would have been with the with the um, uh, Blackhawks, I Okay. Believe. There's a shot from behind, and in the shot, you can see him and his follow-through. You can see the puck in the air. You can see the space on the net and the goaltender just about ready to make right. his move. And and it's that poetry, that that moment that when I see a goal, that's how I always see it. I see it from that side. Right. 
I agree with you, but the interesting note here too is are some of hockey's best victims of their own expectations because Gretzky did amazing things. Lemieux did amazing things. Nowadays, Sid the Kid and Ovi do amazing things. Connor McDavid. But because they do it so often, I don't have a signature moment. We've talked about Gretzky has an area on the ice called his office, Mm -hmm. but I don't think of that. Truthfully, I think of, we talked about college basketball, I think of college hockey. It's still called the Michigan. I still think of that. (laughs) That one's tougher for me. Right. But you say the the office. So a visual for hockey for me is Ovechkin, Ovechkin after a puck has left his stick. Like his form at that point is perfect. You know the stick out stretch, and you know the puck's already in the net, right? right. That's off. That's off frame. But uh, yeah, no, those are some pretty good. Those are some pretty good things, Brian. It how is- about how about the uh, either the Boomer Sooner wagon or Rocky Top after a college football game? Those are just things you want to experience. But I think that's part of where this <laughs> segment Buffalo came from. from, Colorado. But I think this is part of where this segment came from too. We're two guys that have seen a lot covering sports. So it's always a fun question when somebody says MLB, NBA, NFL, or NHL, what pops into your head immediately? At least for this one particular Saturday, we tried to tell you what our personalities thought about all of it. We are the cult of personality that is the Northland Sports Page. Dave Hoops is next. Stick around. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we're back on the Northland Sports Page, having some fun, some nights by fun. We have fun at night. We have even more fun in the morning on Saturdays here at the Northland Sports Page. Of course, we have fun because of our great sponsors, several of them. One big one we're going to hear from in just a moment, but let's pay homage to each of them. Let's start with, let's start with the, um, uh, the the Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai and their big event with uh, 0% financing, Brian. It's tough for me to say, easy for you to say. It's the Dave Cook birthday celebration. It's the Dave Cook birthday celebration up until February, end of February. You can get 0% on your Hyundai Tucson or your Santa Fe. And I have a feeling we'll find out momentarily whether the folks at Kohler have a problem with us calling it the Dave Cook birthday <laughs> celebration or not. <laughs> uh, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, the Incline Station. Famous Dave's now up in Hermantown. Arola Architecture Studio, OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May, again, who I saw last night. On Friday night, night, yeah. Uh, At Messina and Associates, Avenue 45, the Blackwoods Group, where we're talking a little bit here about Graceland again. Avenue 45, I talked about, Monroyal Bottle Shop, and our next guest, Dave from Hoops Brewing. And without any further ado, let's just bring him in. Dave Hoops, good morning. Happy Saturday. Now, I got to start with this. We talk a lot of football together, and we will for one final time, per se, here for this particular season because the Super Bowl just ended last weekend. Does it feel like it ended about a month ago? For some reason, I don't know what your week was like, but for some reason, I feel like the Super Bowl was eons ago, and it was less than a week. And good morning. Uh, good morning. I, not, I'm not too bad. I, I really, um, like many, and you guys, I'm sure, are the same. I was really, really happy with the quality of the game. Yes. Uh, we don't always get that. I uh, was really impressed uh, impressed with Hertz. I I feel like that team and the fan base really doesn't deserve him. Um, <laughs> but in, in general, 
you know, um, nice game. I didn't love that uh, um, interference call, but I. it's funny because um, I was with a few people and I, I called it. I'm like, okay, they're going to get the ball back with, you know, four minutes left and just waste time until they can kick a field goal with one second left. And I wasn't serious. But I was going to say, nice work there, Nostradamus. But I'll tell you this, I appreciated it from from financial standpoints, but I'll digress there. But it worked out well for me on a numbers board. I'll just say this. But I'll also say that James Bradbury might be my new favorite player because the masses of folks that watch the game wanted to harp on the officiating, making such a big call in that moment. And I have a real problem with the phrase in that moment because I've never been a believer in, well, the rules change now because it's close and it's late. No, the rules are the rules, and it still needs to be, in the opinion of the official, is it enough to call it? James Bradbury, for me, put an end to that because he said, I tugged on his jersey. It was a whole end of discussion. Uh, that's that's exactly correct. And here's the thing that bugs me with that is the picture they always take is like two heartbeats after the hold, right? Because he turned his body, and that's what they called. But, hey, I'm happy because what did I tell you? I said, I really like the Philadelphia football team. Right. I really dislike their fans. Kansas City wins close, I hope. I was going to say, that was a win-win for those that certainly hoped for that outcome. The other thing, too, Dave Hoops, and I agree with you on the performance of Jalen Hurts, one of the best you'll ever see from a losing team member. But Pat Mahomes, statistically, Patrick, if he prefers, didn't do a ton. But in terms of the proverbial eye test, you leave this game going, that kid is continuing to be the real deal in a short time in this game. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've been calling him a generational talent and, you know, clearly more uh, probably more talented physically than Mr. Brady. Question is, can they surround him with greatness in order for him to get up to that? Again, I don't love that dynasty tag at all. And I think it's overused. But can can he win seven? Um, Maybe. I think that that's a, a reasonable discussion. I want to see what they put around him. I also really want to give the coach credit for um, his celebration meal. You probably heard. Right. He went, yeah, he got a pizza and a salad to remind himself, you know, that, you know, he was chubby. It's yeah, beautiful. Andy Reid is a he guy a after of- our own hearts without question. But, you know, speaking of Andy Reid, the other weirdness from this post-Super Bowl analysis, I guess we can call it, is the future of Eric Bieniemy because now he's going to take – a lateral move with the commanders. I don't understand that. Now he's been overlooked. If you want to look at it that way for head coaching positions time and time again, and we can get into reasons why some people have said he's tough to work with. You know, Brian Flores has said there's racial undertones to NFL hiring processes, but Eric B taking the same position with a team that I think most avoid like the plague. I don't get that one. I think it helps him get away from Andy Reed. I think at some point you remember Chili was Andy Reed's guy. Right. So he's gotta he's gotta differentiate. Brian, I think you wanna I think we should bring up what you said to me about if 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 the Eagles and how they played, if you took the Vikings and put them in that spot, what we would be saying about Kirk Cousins on the Hail Mary pass that dropped 25 yards short of its intended target. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the wheel from there because I did bring this up earlier in the week, and it is a typical Kirk defense by me or Viking fan complaining. But Dave Hoops, I want your take on this because you're absolutely right that Jalen Hurts was magnificent. And I think in watching Mahomes and Hurts, you kind of started to realize, man, the Vikings aren't that close to contending for a Super Bowl when you look at those two teams, really. But I put Kirk Cousins in Jalen Hurts' shoes. And I said, let's say Kirk fumbles on a play where he's not really hit and it becomes a defensive touchdown. Jalen Hurts did that. Let's say Kirk throws the final play of the game 25 yards short. Jalen Hurts did that. 
Kirk would be maligned for that like crazy. Forever. And Jalen Hurts is being praised because, again, it was one of the best performances from a losing quarterback you'll ever see. That, to me, just furthers the agenda that there's too many people out there that just don't want to like Kirk Cousins no matter what he does. Draw any parallels there? Uh, a little bit. I, I felt like he might have uh, lost his grip or possibly I didn't look at it, but a, a slight tip. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that, but, you know, there was something wrong with that throw, um, obviously. Now, um, you know, Hertz is the MVP and the winner, but for that turnover. Right? I agree with you. Yeah, probably if so. Philadelphia yeah. wins the game, there's no question. And the, the, right. un, the unsung MVP that could have been for Kansas City might have been the Bolton kid who – had one defensive touchdown, yes. had another called back. Well, and he was involved in every single play, it looked like. Right. 32 was everywhere. And then, Dave Hoops, I know this is a guy you like, but how about Pacheco? Pacheco was the X factor for Kansas City for me. He was like the energizer buddy. He really he was. was. <laughs> yes, so, he yeah, was. he was great, great to watch. But to answer your question about Kirk, I really uh, don't enjoy hearing how, you know, the only reason that he has numbers or is a top six quarterback is because he's surrounded by greatness on right. the O. I don't agree with that. I mean, he, you know, Washington was not a superstar team. And, you know, he's the serviceable quarterback um, who, you know, I believe can win. Um, we're not going to have a Mahomes or a Hertz. We're that level of athleticism. I mean, maybe we find it in the draft someday. I don't know. But in the meantime, I, I think that he, you know, he puts up a decent game if he gets to the Super Bowl. But these young players are going to, they're going to dominate. It, it, this is what we're looking at. This is the whole uh, future for a while. I'm I agree with you. Speaking of the future, we got Vincey Glenn's opinion on this last week. I want yours, though. Brian Flores is here to run the defense. Obviously, we don't know what the defensive personnel is going to look like. Brian Flores is a big name in NFL circles. Is that enough to improve a defense? And I have to give you this caveat. You can't say yes just because they can't seem to get worse. Oh, I, I don't really feel that way. I, I hope he really is as aggressive as um, he's coming off as being. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. But uh, I, I believe that um, Coach K is pretty aggressive on the offensive side. Um, I don't think that would hurt at all. And I'm more than willing to keep an open mind uh, going into the season. Why not? I think so, too. But the part that bothers me, Dave Cook, and I agree with it, it just still bothers me, that the Vikings had one of the most fun seasons ever. I know they were one and done, but this season was fun. Yes, it was. Now, in the moment, it wasn't because my heart can't take it, and I've told you that a million times. But the amount of games they pulled out that were unthinkable was really fun. Now, in the end, it was one and done, and that's what people will focus on, and to some extent, they should. And somehow, they went from a very good 13-win team under a first-year coach to suddenly when you look at what's ahead for some teams next year, the Vikings are kind of the sexy pick to take a big fall backwards. And I know part of that is because they pulled out so many games. But I think even as Vikings fans, like I said, we look at how the season finished and the teams that were around and you go, are we really in that group or not? I'm not as sure as I was maybe during this season. I think that I think that we are. Um, the problem is starting to become money, right? Uh, and because as Kirk makes all that money, which he – he does, right? Pretty soon we're going to have to pay Jefferson, and we're going to have to start peeling off pieces. Right. Um, and now we're changing our defensive philosophies, which means you got to have different players. Which I mean, we're just kind of in that weird spot where money is going to really start impacting. Right. We won what thirteen we games in a transition, and after winning thirteen games, we're still in a transition. So it's very strange that way. Yeah. To that end, Dave Hoops, I want to bring this up with you because Dave Cook just brought up money. 
money is something that Delvin Cook makes a lot of. Now, he just had shoulder surgery this past week as well. It was one of those under-the-radar type news bits. Delvin Cook is a highly compensated running back. The running back position isn't as highly regarded as it once was. Should Delvin Cook be back on this team or not if finances are an issue? Um, well, very first thing I want to just quickly address is, um, you know, I'm really tired of Vikings fans. I, I'm sorry, but I agree with you. We, I agree with you. Yeah, out of out of 17 games, why don't we get to revel in 13 wins and have an entire season of nothing but joy? 100 okay? percent agree with you. I mean, I, I'm tired of it, and yep. you know, I know my my hockey team never wins, although they used to win all the time during the year. So that's just my opinion. I'm going to continue to you know just root for my team. As far as Delvin goes, yeah, of course he belongs on this team. I, you know, why not? Uh, you know, it, until he shows himself to be, you know, uh, not worth the money, which, you know, he's not uh, underpaid or overpaid yet, <laughs> right? I mean, Kirk is probably overpaid, but you get the money you get, right? You get what you pay for, and that's the interesting part. Which one lived up to that statement? But to go back to your Viking fan mantra, I couldn't agree with you more. I've written column after column about it. On the Northlandfan.com, I am a Viking fan who slowly but surely can't stand my own people. I agree with you. <laughs> I, I I think you can do both. I think you can love the the thirteen wins when you had it, and I think you can look back and say, God, that was fun. It it was really empty. Though. I think the best people can do both. I think there are too many people that say, Well, I like the Vikings, but here's seventeen negative factoids about them. And they're not wrong, but if that's your focus, that's an issue. Right. It kind of goes with what we've talked about with Kirk this year. All right, I so, mean, we've been complaining about numbers for years, and then now Kirk this year doesn't have great numbers, but wins, and people are now on him because his numbers weren't good. It's right. like, pick your poison, buddy. Always lots of questions about the Vikings. You've got a couple for Dave Hoops again today. Yeah, actually, Dave, I had a really interesting week. I, I went and spoke to a t- couple different high schools in the uh, region, and I was in Barnum, and they asked me some questions about life. And I wanted to run these two questions by you guys. Our ultimate positive source of life, Dave Hoops. Yep. Nope. The first question was this. <laughs> guys, what's one thing that you miss about high school? Wow. This is so easy uh, for me. It's hard. Dave Hoops, go ahead. Uh, you know, I, I, I miss sports. I, you know, it, we got to, I got to play four sports like a normal person. You know, there was a season and then there was an off season. And, you know, we didn't play one sport the entire year. Like today, and you know, I'm not complaining about today's situation, but um, it was just the greatest thing ever. In August, you looked forward to two days when you get to throw up and everything else, and hang out. And um, I just really loved playing sports and hanging out with my friends. And you know, that was that was probably my my premier, like my number one thing besides trying to get into college. You know. Well, right, and that's a good segue because I was going to ask Dave Cook kind of as a as a retort to this. Am I able to answer with the basics? Well, I miss not having to budget, not having to worry about getting up on time for work in the morning, having my biggest care in the world being, did I get my homework done and am I going to be able to impress that girl in the hallway tomorrow? Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you're kind of talking to a guy that will admit he probably peaked in high school, but at the same time spends a ton of time around high school athletes. So I don't have to miss a lot of that. I still get to get into Duluth East rivalry games and hoping we, you know, get over the hump and win the big game. And I'm with the kids. I see that emotion. I'm I'm 44 next month and still kind of in high school in that sense. And yeah, I'm not even ashamed of it. That That's kind of true. You know, we were because of the situation I was in, in the auditorium, talking to 70 kids, um, it was kind of the atmosphere that brought you back into, actually, what I miss about high school, 
is the atmosphere. Right. Like having people around. So the flip side of the question, the next question was this. All right, so looking back, what would you tell a high school student to expect in their first year of school or first year out of high school, I should say? They said college, but. First year out, wow. Dave Hoops, go ahead. Well, number one, um, I think that uh, college is changing in that, you know, many people may end up going other directions. Um, And so that's a different discussion, of course, like the trades and everything else. But I think the most important thing that you should, you know, expect is that your, your mom and dad are not here. Yes. And a little bit of independence and forward thinking of with your own brain, as opposed to just following along and doing what everybody else is doing is crucial because you already did that in high school, some of you, right? And you'd need to be, you know, a forward thinker. You need to be, you know, outside the box, independent type thinker and do what you believe is best for you. Pretty simple statement, but not everybody thinks about it. Right. It's so simple. It's difficult because that little bit of independence is the scariest, most awesome thing in the world. Because I remember going away to Winona State for my first couple years of school, and I blew it in terms of being independent out of the Duluth Superior area. I was not responsible enough to do it. Going to Treasure Island Casino at 3 o'clock in the morning is not a good idea. As a 17-year-old. Well, no, I was 18 <laughs> at least. But, you know, just because if you didn't go to class the next morning, there was going to be no immediate repercussions. Emphasis on immediate. Yep. Nobody was going to call from the attendance office and say your child was not in class today. And nobody cared if you didn't go. But when you failed the class, nobody cared then either. See, that's what my answer was. My answer was, as a high school student, what you need to know about college first year is it's lonely. There's no safety net. There's, there's, and, but you're not there with people that care about you because you need to understand that while college professors care about you, they're paid to teach you. Uh, they aren't paid to make sure you graduate and do all those things. So those people aren't there, you know, with their arms around you. There's no coddling. Right. You have to figure out how, like Dave said, you have to be able to be independent and think those things. But the first little bit of college can be really lonely. No doubt about it. So Dave Hoops, this might be a little bit of an awkward segue, but I think it makes sense still. If I want to find people that I know care about me, either they play a good game or they really do. And that's your staff at Hoops Brewing. What's going on at the brewery this weekend? Well, thank you for asking. Um, Brand new batch of Pilsner. Brand new batch of stout, brand new batch of half, um, raspberry and cherry. Um, you know, really that second batch of cherry was kind of for Laura. We won't be doing that next year, so get it while you can. Um, last of the rink rat, and of course, next weekend, three glorious days, yeah. 40 teams. Yes. Uh, um, you know, and we still have to decide if you guys are working that. I will be given like a keynote speech on Friday night when the, the first rock gets thrown, and um, it should be a fun weekend of uh, – I don't know. There's there's rumors that uh, Mr. Plies might uh, make an appearance and uh, 40 teams. What else can I say? So come watch a little bit of curling if you'd like down at the club. Yeah, I do plan to do that. Now, a lot of it depends on prep sports schedules because hockey playoffs could legitimately get in the way. But it looks like Sunday we should be OK to be part of that bond spiel one way or the other. I can tell you my family's excited because my brother-in-law's got a team for the second year. They had a blast last year. Yeah, it, it's a really I, we're really honored to be a part of it, and and um, a lot of uh, breweries are are pretty high on curling and such, but we are the closest, and so that's something. And we've got the, the you know mighty Doug Cameron lives in my building, and he is Mister Curler, you know, so it's great. 
He certainly is. Doug is one of the best. As are you, Dave Hoops. We made it through another Saturday. Let's do it again next week. We'll talk a lot of prep hockey playoffs next week. But we can talk anything with you, and that's the beauty of it. We appreciate you. Yeah, I can't wait for the for the playoffs next week. Like, let's talk. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thank Dave. you also. That is Dave Hoops from Hoops Brewing. That is two segments down. we got a lot of show left. Stick around. We'll be right back. We are the Northland Sports Page. Back in a bit. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, but should we really consider this work? It's always fun on Saturday mornings here on the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, thank you to Dave Hoops for joining us just a moment ago. Time for Buy or Sell, which is normally Justin May's segment, our realtor at Messina & Associates. But as you know, Dave Cook, last weekend he was very busy with the Blackwoods Blizzard Tour, and he asked, could he have the weekend off? Yep. That's a yes. Yeah, well, it is, and then he shows up anyway last night. I got a chance to got a chance to see him. He was there. Uh, I didn't realize he's his family had a, such a close relationship with the Hadrian Oh, family. yes. That's, that's uh, why he was there last night. If you find anybody with any Hermantown link, Justin May is like the still local Topher Davis. Everybody in Hermantown knows him somehow. Oh, very cool. So Justin May doing good work for ALS, doing good work supporting the Saints. Doing good work for us at Messina and Associates. 100%. It's great to have a sponsor with that much reach, especially if you're trying to buy or sell a house in Hermantown, apparently. Absolutely. And if you are, give Justin May a call. That number again, 218-310-9559. He did ask me. He said, make sure you promote the heck out of that because the market is heating up. And it's good to see that because the temperatures were heating up a little bit. Justin talks about how that goes hand in hand. Yeah, really, he's been on that train as long as we've known him. The weather's good, the house is sell. So my song there to intro his segment was Work From Home because Justin May would be a good source to find a new home, of course. Otherwise, I might have just gone with Work by Rihanna. I have to ask you, what did you think of the Super Bowl halftime? Because that's always the polarizing social media topic immediately after. I actually really liked it. I did too. I thought that she, if you didn't know who she was, even if you weren't crazy about her music, her her gravitas was uh, amazing. Like she owned that room. Right, I did have somebody though to tell me later, and and looking back on it, it looked a lot like blood. Yeah, like she was in red, everybody else was in white. It, it looked like you know white, uh, uh, white. It looked like the Japanese flag because there was a ton of white with a big red dot white in the middle. Blood cells, yeah, but um, and of course everybody said, "Is she pregnant? Is she pregnant?" Well, she was pretty pregnant, and she still pulled that off. Which that alone should be yes. enough to admire what she did. That was, and it's really. Dana said to me, "It's the first time we've really had like a concert in a long time. Uh, the rest of them have all been about the stuff, right? Well, she was pregnant. She wasn't doing a lot of stuff. That she was wasn't. really a concert. She was just belting out the hits, and that was what happened for me. It's one of those situations where I realize how many songs yes. I like that she did, but I found myself going, "Oh yeah, that's her song too. That's her song too." What about what about this one? You didn't play that one. Right. You know, and she was, left so many off the table. Yes. That was the big thing. So that is not my buy or sell for oh, the okay. NFL, sorry, but it sorry, could sorry. have been. Yes. Could have been a great place to start. But we'll do buy or sell. If you agree, you buy. You tell me why. If you don't, you sell and you tell me why. You tell me which league you want to go to first. Uh, let's start with basketball. We ended with it last time. All right. So the NBA, the Minnesota Timberwolves have changed personnel in many ways. But fourth quarter failures continue to be a theme. So with the number of bodies that have changed, but the results still being similar, 
buy or sell that this falls on Chris Finch completely? Sell. Okay. Um, I there's this has been a problem before Chris Finch. We have to figure out what where the problem is. Um, we have a veteran leader now who who had his first taste of it. Right. So maybe we'll find out that it's still the immaturity that got him here, and he's able to put the brakes on. The funny thing is with Connolly, we don't need him to come in and be an all star. We need him to come in and be an adult. And if he can pull that off, then we'll know it's just the age of the players. Right. But I don't think this is on the coach. I mean, we had the same conversation with the last five coaches. So I'm going to sell as well just because I threw the word completely on the end. Coaches can only be as good as the players who are executing the plays for them. But something needs to be done by Chris Finch because so many different pieces have been put in those situations and the end result is the same. And it's not a fluke. It's not fool me once, right. fool me twice. What are you up to when it's fool me 15 times? Yep. And and where does this tree sprout from? Right. Right. Are you not getting the right players the ball? Are you not motivating the right players to play defense? Are you not using the right rotation in the big moments? Right. Or, and that would be on the coach. Yes, 100% that would be. Or are you putting in the kids into these key moments and they're not prepared you know, mentally, emotionally? And let's be honest we've been saying this about cat for the past few years right is that and if he's the if he's the germinating point from their attitude he's going to have some of that can i do a different buy or sell with cat yes. i'm not going to make a big pandora's box topic out of it but can i just sell the fact that the timberwolves social media director needs to stop updating us that he's out each game when every article says there's still no timetable, I don't need that game by game to know yes, he's out. I no, get it. not at all. But it is nice to see that he's back courtside. And, and when he comes back, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they turn into. Yeah, what a guy. All right, buy or sell. Where are we going to next? Uh, let's go to hockey. All right, so hockey. The Minnesota Wild made one of the weirdest trades on Friday night. We had Ryan O'Reilly for the blink <laughs> yes, of an eye. they did. Just Google it because I don't even want to go into the details because I don't quite understand it yet. But buy or sell with the obvious lack of scoring that the Wild are going through right now that Patrick Kane would be a viable option for this team as a rental? Tough question because I'll stick with where I was a couple of weeks ago. This team just needs to sell. However, if they aren't going to sell, um, I kind of think Patrick Kane on the opposite side of Boldy would be fun. Right. They need a center a lot more than they need a wing, but if, you're, if they're going to go get a wing, yeah, I mean, his little bit of leadership with Boldy would be fun. I think it would too, and I'm glad you stuck to on the ice because I drift the other way and I sit there and go, well, Patrick Kane... That would just be fun to have a name that big, and you could sell so many 88 jerseys so fast. Yes, you would. But the Minnesota Wild aren't a team that need that you know bolster at the ticket office. They don't need you know to be loved more. We complain about they go through bad streaks. Granted, they got a huge win on Friday night, but they go through bad stretches, and we just go, well, but we love hockey here, so everything's wonderful. <laughs> they do get a pass. Yep. I think if you pick up Patrick Kane, it only extends that pass, but I think you'd have some fun with it. I think so. I think that they'd finally be able to score a little bit. The question is, is we hear Patrick Kane and we still get like a tick from because we think of eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd have to be, we'd have to see a little bit of an uptick from him. All right. Two leagues to go. What's left. Let's go with uh, football because baseball's right around the corner. All right. So I gave this question to Dave hoops and he didn't say much about it specifically. And you look like you wanted to. So I'm going to call an audible on buy or sell and throw it right back to you. I mentioned Dalvin cook with the surgery. And the agent said all the right things. He's looking to come back and be better than ever because what agent would say the reverse? He's looking to come back about 75%. That just wouldn't come out. But does Delvin Cook buy or sell he belongs on this team going forward? Belongs is such a tough word because has he put in his heart, blood, and soul into this organization? Sure. So does he belong on the team? Probably. But he makes $15 or $15 million a year in a league where running backs don't make that anymore. Right. 
And, you know, we've been talking about Kirk making too much of the salary cap. Well, if you're going to pay Kirk that much, you got to take money from elsewhere. Legitimately, Ty Chandler might be your starting running back next year, or they or they draft a guy because I don't think they're going to. I think Dalvin's gone, and I th- don't think they're going to sign Madison. Madison will get paid somewhere. Yep. So I'm going to sell that he belongs on the team going forward, but for completely different reasons. Although the money is obviously the issue, I think the other big thing is when are we going to learn that the Super Bowl champions, whoever it is, year after year after year after year, their leading rusher is not a big deal. Yeah, and when's the last time a bell cow led a team to the Super Bowl? Right. If you think about who's the best running back right now in the game, I'm probably going to say Derrick Henry. How far are his teams getting? They're not. That's a great question to go back and look to see when the last team was led by a running back won the Super Bowl. Well, one thing I can show you because it popped up on Twitter, I can do it during a break, the leading rusher of like the last 10 world champions, Super Bowl champion football teams, and it's not big-name runners. They may have had a big game in the Super Bowl, but it's not – Top of the heap runners. And then I also look just plain and simple at Kevin O'Connell's Super Bowl winning Rams team. Talk about nondescript backfields. That's how they made their money, so here's, to speak. Here's the thing we need to remember, too, Brian. Uh, JJ gets paid in a year or two. Um, we need to save money where we can in order to put a team around him. And and in order to do that, we're going to have to make some painful cuts, and Dalvin's going to be one of them. All right, so just close it out with baseball. I'm going to give you three options. I'm going right. to give you buy or sell or defer. Because defer would mean... We're up against it for time, and I need a longer segment oh, to answer this so question. So let's go with defer, Brian. All right. So Major League Baseball, the buy or sell is the decision's been made to keep the runner at second base rule for the extra innings going forward pretty much indefinitely. Buy or sell that it's a good idea. That's such a dumb rule. Um, that might be I, your answer right I under, there. I understand that it can provide excitement. Um, but you can do a lot of things that don't make sense, and it'll be exciting. I think we could defer it to drawing lines if you'd like. Sure. All right, we will do that because that is the end of our number one. And again, if you're in the housing market need to buy or sell your home, do it with Justin May. He's our rising sun, the house of the rising sun. Area code 218-310-9559, Northland Sports Page. Stick around. We'll be right back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.